My name is Alex Wilshire, and this is Tronovo Talks. Today, I speak to Kaylee Best, consultant at BioTalent, who places R&D professionals on the east coast of the US. In this pod, we talk about Kaylee's first 18 months of recruitment, the first 12 of which presented her with some huge challenges, but the last six months has seen a huge, and I mean huge, upturn in her performance. So, Kaylee, how are things? Yeah, things are good. Things are good. Sunny in London, so great. Yeah, exactly. Sunshine and we're uh, stuck in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah exactly. Exactly. So, um, so, yeah, it'd be really good to sort of start start from the beginning, um, sort of find out a little bit about your story at Trenovo so far. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been here for, uh, I think, just shy of a year and a half now. Um, I started at Trenovo fresh out of uni, pretty much, as, as a trainee, doing fast futures. So, um, so baptism through that, which is which is cool, and yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a roller coaster to be honest with you. I had a very different year last year to this year. I started in the the US market as well, so kind of building up a desk there uh, in R and D, which has been super fun, but it hasn't come without its challenges, uh, that's for sure. So it's been yeah, ups and downs, but it's been really really fun. Yeah, so eighteen months, we've experienced a lot within that eighteen months. Which yeah. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> To, to say the least we'll we'll get into that I mean it'd be good to start with the, the fast futures piece really like what were the main sort of skills that you, would you say that you learned during the fast futures project project yeah fast futures was actually super useful for, for us I think we, we were a cohort coming in that none of us had done recruitment before or anything like that and it was really nice to be able to have an opportunity to get on the phone with people before getting on the phone with candidates and clients because mm. I think in, the, in this day and age as well people just don't make a lot of phone calls <laughs> yeah. anymore which and it sounds quite ridiculous but um, it was good to be able to just yeah get chatting to different people in sort of a slightly less industry focused setting yeah so, a bit less pressure yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. so just I think the main thing from that was just being able to talk to different kinds of people mm. um, kind of dig into to different aspects as well I don't know, it was useful there yeah and sort of extracting that that information I think a lot of people that I've spoken to that come from it say exactly what you said is that that volume piece of just being on the phone and getting used to being on the phone and also speaking to different people and still building rapport but actually extracting information yeah. as well which is typically when you're on the phone outside of recruitment outside of work you don't have to extract that information so you can build the rapport <laughs> but it's like learning that that process of of getting it so and um, you mentioned there obviously about first year and this year being very different how how was your first year once you sort of transitioned into into biotalent yeah, so it was um, it, it was it was a year. <laughs> I had a year. It initially started really well. Um, the first sort of I'd say three to three to six months were, were pretty smooth. You know, I, I got I hit my training to a social promotion. I did a webinar. I you know was really enjoying it. It was hard work, um, especially you know working the US market. I knew that obviously the hours were different and mm. stuff like that. But I think I underestimated with recruitment. Obviously, they just there's always more to do and even in those like dials to hit and whatnot you're never really done so mm. I think the hours were challenging to begin with but it was yeah it started really well um <laughs> went a little downhill after June um, I had a really tough latter six months um which made uh, the entire year like in terms of billings uh, not a great one um so it was very challenging I'd say. Yeah. Very, very challenging, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first year in recruitment is always challenging, but I think particularly when you do so well in your first few months, 
you compare that and you expect it to be like that forever. And mm-hmm. that's when you probably learn the why everyone calls it a roller coaster because yeah, <laughs> it's ups and downs. Yeah. What, what were the main things behind it? Do you think that the sort of what you perceive as being the, the dip from June onwards? Um, I think just my my biggest thing last year was rejected offers. That was my right. my biggest sort of challenge and downfall in that I uh, I would maintain that I worked as hard in the, the second six months, if not more hard yeah. um, than I did in the first. Uh, but just really a combination of tricky closing mm. um, and, and really bad luck, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I had sort of, I think it was, I think a build maybe... 30 40k the whole year but i had over 300k of rejected offers which was horrendous yeah <laughs> it was a feeling um and it was obviously i'm not gonna pin it all on oh yeah i just you know wasn't great luck yeah but, um it's obviously you know learning curves and, and whatnot as well but it was um just a really really rough stint <laughs> yeah yeah but i think in, in a way though it's it's good when you can put it down to one key thing mm. and in there obviously it was that offer piece and handling that offer so then exactly. you can kind of work on that what were the key sort of changes you made to your process was there anything specific that you changed in your process when it come came to that offer or did it come earlier on in the process kind of a combination i think initially uh, when i've been talking with uh, mike who was managing me at the time and, and stuff like that it was a case of we we really hammered in on closing mm-hmm. and sort of made, made a document to make sure i covered off like i hadn't missed any aspect of their yeah. life yeah. or work or anything you know going into you know how old are their kids where do they go to school whatnot um, yeah to try and really make sure i covered off that but i think the biggest change really happened when I looked at more process management um, mm-hmm. and sort of going into not ha- like not having to have a big close, like a close yeah. before where I'm like, okay, let's just, let's see whether they're going to yeah. take it or not. Uh, more just managing the process better. Some trial closing at every stage. Yeah. Yeah. I think with um, having, having so many rejections as well, I think I got on the closing calls nervous and I don't want to say desperate, but I don't know, desperate. Yeah. Um, and I think that probably, even if I didn't, see at the time probably came across in the way that I phrased things and yeah. you know how that went so I think taking a step back yeah it's such a good point because obviously accepting an offer for any candidate is a big life decision mm-hmm. so if the person who's managing that process i.e the recruiter has that nerve and that tension they'll pick up on that and then it'll probably send signals to them that there's something maybe not quite right which is it's a difficult one to manage but mm-hmm. I think definitely with those sorts of things now I would imagine that your process forever is now going to be very very stringent around closing throughout the process and it is definitely serving you now compared to then yeah I think I didn't realize you know when I started in that this year and, and things were going better I, I didn't feel like I was doing anything differently but I think when I've spoken to then other people who have asked me questions and stuff like that about closing it has become a lot more second nature to me and mm. things that I wouldn't have flagged up last year I'm, I'm naturally flagging like it's yeah. become kind of built in which is which is a nice change <laughs> yeah yeah asking those difficult questions and then acting on the red flags rather yeah. than ignoring them yeah there's <laughs> no happy years <laughs> yeah happy years yeah no that's that's brilliant so you mentioned they're obviously the first year very different to well the start of your second year so how how has this year started for you oh, it's, it's it's been good <laughs> uh, i think you're under <laughs> under uh, underplaying it a little bit there very very good to be honest with you it's um i feel like I know that recruitment is a roller coaster for everyone, but I feel like I've truly gone from the absolute worst to the absolute best for me. Um, it's been, yeah, I think just coming in, even from like the first day this year, yeah, I just, just started billing, <laughs> which yeah. is great. So, well, where um, are you against Target at the moment? 
I'm uh, a <laughs> quick look on that <laughs> on Cube. Um, you're being humble and pretending you don't know exactly where you are against your target. I actually don't. I, think, <laughs> I, I could tell you probably numbers off the bat, but um, 255k in um, 88% against my yearly target. 88%, and we are well at this point halfway through June, uh, halfway through May. Sorry, so we're not even not even close to halfway through the year yet, really. So that's uh, yeah. Brilliant work. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, that's, that, is, that is exceptional. And, and other than obviously you mentioned there uh, specifically around offer management, changing your process management to make sure that you are trial closing throughout the process and actually that, that close at the end of the process. What else would you say has influenced the change in your changing fortunes from last year to this year? Oh, that's a good question. I, I think part of it comes down to... Um, I mean, Christy is now managing me. I think Mike was fantastic, but I think Christy has a very different style to him, which seems to gel a little bit more mm. with um, with how I work, which has been which has been nice. I've had a lot of coaching from her, which has been super helpful. That's the the only really other main thing, to be honest with you. I it's not the answer that anyone ever seems to want to hear, but I don't feel like I'm doing anything different. I've just continually I've just continued to do my job, and things have just fallen positively rather than negatively yeah but i think there's there's a there's a lot of really positive in that because when things aren't going well it can be difficult to sort of continue to trust the process and you start losing faith in the process when you've not had that sort of consistent success with it and you've seen the value in it it can be really easy so i think you deserve a lot of credit for for that um and also just having the right mindset throughout when things are going difficult when things are going badly going through a difficult phase still maintaining that sort of faith and the consistency is, is definitely something i mean in terms of mindset what you, would you say anything shifted in your mindset at all since from from last year to this year? I think definitely. I mean, last year, last year was hard. Last year was really hard, and uh, it was getting to the end of the year. And because it had been, you know, obviously the, the first few months went well, but it had been a, a to, on total, in, to, in total, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a you know dire year. Uh, and I was getting to the end. I was working super long hours trying to just trying to get things to move. Um, I was not getting anywhere. I had like friends and family just being like, look, you know, you, you can pack this in. <laughs> you don't have to do this. Yeah. Like maybe recruitment just doesn't agree with you. You know, it's, yeah. it's clearly not, not, not do it, you know, going super well. Um, so that was really, really difficult. And I think I went into Christmas with a couple of weeks off and just sort of sat back and was like, okay, I can't, I can't keep going at the, you know, with the mindset or the speed or whatever that I am going yeah. now. I need to take two weeks. I need to put myself in a better place and just come back. And I'm going to do my best. Um, will be, will be. I'm not going to keep, you know, like obviously I know the recruitment, you do work some crazy long hours and stuff like that. But yeah. I've really, you know, put myself back to, you're not going to like, you're not going to wreck yourself mm. over this job. You're going to be sensible and you're going to you know, let it come to you. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and that mindset definitely helped a lot. I think it's put me in a better headspace. I've got mm. more of a work-life balance, uh, much more of a work-life balance. I think that <laughs> helps. I think that's really factored in just the way that I approach the conversations I'm having on a daily basis. Yeah, much more than I initially realised. So that's been been good. But I think yeah, like like you say, it's it, it's very difficult when you've not had success to then keep going when it's yeah. when it's bad. Yeah, um, in the uh, yeah, if I had like, oh yeah, I had this six month period of billing really highly and now I've just had a, had a really long, you know, 
dry patch, yeah. whatever. It's you, you know that you can do the job, but I think it was tough last year in that there was there was no proof in the pudding there that I could actually yeah. do this job. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, well, it's there now, and you've got that in your sort of subconscious. You know, you you experienced it. You, mm. You've seen how it works, and I think what you said there is is, is really interesting for a number of different reasons because it links into to what you were saying earlier on about the pressure, and you feel like the candidates were kind of sensing the fact you felt under pressure when you feel like you're chasing things almost every single interaction probably had that sort of bit of not desperation necessarily, but it would have come across. Whereas yeah. when you're working in a way which is more sort of mindful, if you like, more sustainable, it would have come through in every interaction and things yeah. start to come to you when you're, when you're exuding that kind of energy. So that's, uh, yeah, really, really good. And you mentioned there, of course, that a bit of a change from um, changing terms of teams, change role as well, didn't you? From a sort of 360 role to more of a candidate focused role. How's that? Yeah, How's that process? That's been pretty recent. It's been sort of in the last uh, month or so. Um, but that's been that's been lovely to be honest with you. I've had a um, I guess a kind of unique situation with my market in the US. Obviously, there's only one of us doing each vertical. So mm-hmm. um, I'm covering the entirety of R and D. I, I started on analytical development, but I because of you know capacity of team and stuff like that. And now I'm just doing R and D generally, which is huge. Yeah. Um, and so I've been in a really really positive position or fortunate position I should say where I've never had a shortage of roles uh, and of not not just roles generally but like good roles with good clients yeah um so I just wasn't getting BD done and that shift now to not having to do you know if I think I've been in a mindset of I could go out and do more BD but if I've got high fee roles with term you know with clients that have 30 percent gross terms why would I look for <laughs> other clients that I may yeah. sign lower and stuff like that? So I've just been in a, a good position there, but it's been really nice. I, I really enjoyed the candidate side of it, even despite, you know, some tricky ones last year. Yeah. Um, and I think that is, it's where my, you know, success lies. It's where my skill set lies. And almost, you know, if you, I think if you are, if you know that you are good at something or that you have, like, you could make something work there, mm. then might as well crack on you know if yeah, that's, yeah. Sounds, I don't know if it sounds bad but like if that's where I'm making my money then absolutely yeah for you personally but also for the business it doesn't make sense if you've got high quality roles there it doesn't make sense for those not to be did, being delivered on exactly um, so yeah absolutely in particular if it if it if it does play to your strengths um also and, and when you went through that process of switching into Canada did you have any sort of preconceived ideas or any concerns around moving into it at all yeah, I think definitely those uh, seems to be kind of a, a stigma almost against candidate engagement in that I, I felt like if I wasn't doing BD that I wasn't, you know, doing the full scope of my job properly or that I was only like, you know, doing 50% of the work I was supposed to do. I think part of that was part of that was my own ideas around wanting to be self-sufficient and mm-hmm. be able to bring roles on for the rest of the team and that I wanted to provide for them like they pr- provided to me yeah uh, or for me but um also i think that's generally just a bit of a stigma you know throughout uh, around sort of are you are you doing the full job you know is this what you should be only focusing on but um the more i've spoken to different people in the business about it the more i've kind of really solidified the idea that like if you can do one aspect of the job really well like make that your whole yeah. job and that will benefit the business more than you you know trying to spend a little bit of time on business development, but not really getting anywhere with it. Yeah. Going back to, you know, like you're, you know, you only have so many hours in a day, which mm-hmm. is so precious in recruitment that use them in 
the best way that you can and the best way that you can benefit your desk and and the business generally yeah absolutely yeah 100% 100% I, I always find that it's a bit of an outdated stigma and the, the whole self-sufficiency piece it kind of I mean it, it doesn't really make sense anyway because I mean we've talked about this previously I know directly but I think 360 consultants yes they are self-sufficient to a degree but there's still a heavy reliance on finance teams compliance teams all the other things that go yeah. with it there is still that reliance there's you know obviously there's some 360 consultants that are going through terms of business with a fine tooth comb but even then they're probably not really understanding everything's on there and, and certainly wouldn't be able to sign off on a lot of things so they're self-sufficient to a degree but there is still um, a huge element of, of, of teamwork within that and i think particularly in the us it's quite normal in recruitment to have people that focus on the candidate side and have people that focus on the client side right yeah definitely they don't really do 360 no. from what we've seen that you either bring in new business or you resource um yeah so it's, yeah it always comes at a bit of a surprise i think <laughs> yeah when they find that we're doing both but that's very much that's that so yeah. out there absolutely no that's brilliant well th- thanks ever so much for that kelly i mean before before we do go it'd be really good to to sort of find out what your advice to, would be to, to people that are perhaps in the situation that you found yourself in towards the second half of last year when you were going through those those challenging periods what your advice would be what would be to them yeah, absolutely. I think the, oh, the biggest thing for me, and this is something I've said to a few different people now, is just, you've just got to stick with it. And in that, in that, I mean, if you are like, it's something that's said, I think, across the business anyway. And I don't think you ever really believe it until you see it happen. But if you are putting in the input, if you're like, if you're hitting your dials in terms of if you're getting CVs out to jobs, if you're getting interviews, like if you, if you continue the output, the rewards will come was Nat said to me that her first boss told her recruitment was champagne and razor blades. And I think that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> quite kind of stuck with me. And I think it, it, it is, a, I don't want to say a numbers game, yeah. but also yeah. a bit of a numbers game in that if you, if you work, if you keep, keep churning things out, you keep working at it at some point, it will, you will reap the rewards. So it's just about just cracking on and keeping your chin up. Um, even when it's, Feeling really rubbish. <laughs> yeah, just trust in the process. Yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah, big time. absolutely. And, and if there's anyone that wanted to, to reach out to you directly, would you be happy for them to do so? Oh, 100%. Yeah, just shoot me a WhatsApp or a or come find me in the office. Um, yeah, always up for chat. Excellent. That's great. Well, Kaylee, thanks ever so much. Yeah, but thank you. It's been, it's been great. <laughs> Cheers. It was great to hear Kaylee's story and how she has managed to turn her performance around. The key takeaways for me was how she trusted the process and remained consistent despite not having positive experiences to fall back on and how she started to work in a more sustainable manner. As she said, if anyone that's listening to this would like to speak to her in more detail, feel free to reach out to her directly. At Trenovo, our mission is to build diversity, create inclusion and encourage workplace innovation. And our vision is to be the fastest organically growing and most impactful recruitment business on the planet. And we want to build teams that are representative for the society we live in and start to address today's workplace representation gaps. We operate across three brands, Trust in Soda, full lifecycle digital recruitment, Broadgate, business protection and enablement recruitment, and Biotalent, full lifecycle life sciences recruitment, as well as our own social enterprise, ex-military careers. We've also established a number of communities that are helping us to help our clients move towards a more inclusive workforce, such as Women in DevOps, Ethnicity Talks, Diversity in Risk and Regs, and My Race in Life Sciences.